Welcome to Cosmos and Commerce, the podcast that's here to quench your business thirst. I'm your host, Janice Francis with Remax Connection and the Humble Crate Artisan Marketplace. And I'm here with my co-host, Michelle Cook with Body Ache Escape Massage Center. And in every episode, we're ready to pour you a glass of actionable insights and entrepreneurial spirit. Get ready to take a sip of savvy strategies, indulge in the flavors of guest wisdom, and raise a toast to unlocking successes in the world of commerce. So let's raise our glasses to a flavorful blend of innovation and inspiration. This is Cosmos and Commerce. We're here today with our guest, Shelly Wasicki, with the Positive Spirit Co. In this episode, we had a little bit of technical difficulties, so Janice gets kicked off in the middle of it. So we're re-recording this intro so she can... Great. So enjoy our interview. Enjoy. We are here with our special guest, Shelly, with the Positive Spirit Company. And Shelly is such a... A special guest because Shelly is the reason why this podcast exists. She gave yeah. me a reading at Janice's shop and she said, you need to start a podcast. And I took that to heart. And she said, Janice wants to start a yeah. podcast too. We yeah, remember. I remember. I remember. Yeah. She was a podcasting matchmaker and set me and Janice up to start this yeah. wonderful Cosmos and Commerce podcast. So, Shelly, thank you for that. And I want you to tell us about yourself. Give us a brief overview of your background and experience and what you're all about. Oh, thank you so much, Michelle and Janice. And thank you for that beautiful introduction. I remember the reading that day and I remember just the most beautiful blue and throat chakra information coming through. And I love that you're, for those people listening, Michelle's actually wearing a blue shirt right now. So it's just a full circle moment when we meet those people and things are set into motion by forces bigger than ourselves. And here we are in this beautiful moment in this beautiful space recording a podcast. So I am incredibly humbled and grateful to be here. Thank you so much, Janice, for being the collector of beautiful souls and spirits. And I, as far as myself, so spiritually, I grew up in a village in Pennsylvania. The town was so small, there wasn't even a stop sign. There still isn't a stop sign where I grew up. And we spent a lot of time outside. It was during those formative years where I really found my connections with the land and the earth. And I used to argue with my mom about coming inside to go to bed because I wanted to sleep under the stars with my star family. And I began to listen and recognize those old languages of the wind and the animals and the trees. So I think that we all incarnate with a plan and we go with the people that are help that will help us best follow that plan to check off some things that spiritually we're here to work on. And 
my work is very nature-based. My work is very, it's shamanic and it makes perfect sense that I grew up where I did. Of course, I, as I grew up and went to high school and went to college, we get caught up in life like we do. We, we meet people and we get married and we do all these things. And a lot of times for my generation, we grew up and we were little with these gifts and then they fade into the background as we just go through life. And I was blessed enough in this life to circle back. And I, it was like the calling became louder and louder. And Giannis's company, The Humble Crate, actually was my springboard. So talk about a full circle moment. Yeah. So Giannis starts this beautiful shop. And when I tell you the call that I had to go to her shop to sign up, was something that I didn't understand. I didn't, I'm on the other side of the city. I got in my car, I drove over. I hadn't seen Janice in over 20 years. Yeah, I remember, I remember. And I just listened to spirit because I knew I was supposed to be there. Yeah, go into Janice's space and she's like, here's the plan, here's the vibe. I went artisan. Yeah, that was it. That was and like four years, yeah. almost four years ago. She said, what's the name of your company? And yeah. I started giggling and I'm like, Oh, I don't have one. I don't know. So you just started it as soon as you um, decided yeah. to join her shop. All right. Yes. <laughs> that was it. So yep. you got me to and the Positive that. Spirit Company. I called her a couple of days later. I'm like, hey, how does this sound? <laughs> She's like, that's great. And that's how the Positive Spirit Company was oh, birthed. Yep. Like you said, you lost lost contact with it through life and all that and then now it's really came back full force like four years ago yeah it's been like everybody's journey is different everybody's gifts are different we just remember how to tune into them and it was cool like I can remember always being the person that like a joke my entire life has been I don't ask questions because I am that person that people are comfortable just telling me stuff. And I can remember being like that in middle school and high school and college. And, and I always knew things like I, but I didn't attribute it to being psychic. I didn't, attri- I just thought I'm good with people. And as I had my reawakening that started probably when I was around 35. And then I started listening. Then I started paying more attention. Then I started reading books that had come into my orbit, like Many Lives, Many Masters. And it was about reincarnation. And I'm like, okay, that really makes sense. And as I just started, if you picture yourself in a field of flowers, I just started picking flowers that resonated. And I started creating my own bouquet of how my life would be. Yeah. I think one of the common misconceptions, and I, this is one of the first things that I let people know. Anybody that is an intuitive, anybody that is in the healing arts or spiritual arts, first of all, I'm no more intuitive than you or Michelle. Every single person that is on this planet is an intuitive being. 
some of us just take classes and fine tune that ability a little bit more. And we're open through the training that we take, just like we would take training for any job where we do training to tap into it. But everybody, I think the most common misconception is, oh, I'm not intuitive. Oh, I'm not. I don't have that. Actually, we all do. We all have had those gut feelings in our lifetime. You got it. Yep. And healing is the same way. If you have these gurus and these healers that are proclaiming to heal you, come to me and pay this amount and I will heal you. I think that is a misrepresentation of what our community is really about because I'm a conduit. I create space for you to heal yourself. So you say you get a gut instinct. Is it like just a feeling or Mm -hmm. is there something more specific? Do you like? hear something or see something or how do you get your downloads? Oh, you guys have great questions. In all sincerity, as I have deepened my practice, it changes. So it started off with maybe just that gut feeling like walking into a room and you just know, ooh, something doesn't feel good. Or you walk into a space and you're like, did I interrupt something? Because it just feels... (laughs) Exactly. Yes. And... So it started with that. And then as I paid more attention, I tune into how my body reacts and how I receive information from my angels and my guides. So now I know that when my right ear starts ringing, I'm like, okay, I stop what I'm doing. And I'm like, I start to pay attention because typically that is Archangel Michael for me. And he's getting my attention by ringing oh, my I've heard right that ear. before, that ringing in the right ear is a blessing coming and ringing in the left ear is a warning. Is that how it? It can't. Uh, my belief is honestly that okay. it's individual for people. But I can tell you that like right side energy is masculine energy and doing. So if we are receiving a blessing, receiving is on the left side. So that kind of makes sense that if a blessing is coming in, it would be that side. But yeah, everybody's different. Everybody will get goosebumps or my friend Carrie actually calls them truth bumps when something resonates. We do. We get the little hair on the back of our neck or my crown chakra on the top of my head will tingle when something is aligned. So... I've just tuned into how my body receives messages and then it's, oh, okay. And then we just have synchronicities. Like our angels and guides will try to get our attention all the time. And sometimes we're just too busy with life to recognize it. So numbers are a really big way that our guides can communicate with us. If we start seeing repetitive numbers, if we start seeing the same number, when we pick up our phone, it's 1111. When we go to Meyer and grab something for lunch, or we look at our receipt and it's $11.11. When we start to see those repetitive things or repetitive animals crossing our path, those are also different ways that it's like, hey, somebody's trying to get your attention and slow us down in this day-to-day grind to come back to the essence of who we really are, which are these divine and beautiful beings. 
Can you give us an example of a particularly accurate or memorable prediction that you made in the past? Yes. So yeah, that's a great question too. So one of the most profound experiences that I have had was actually, I am also a Reiki master and do energy work. Oh yeah. And a lot of times that's when a lot of information comes through because you're in this zone anyway of being open and tapped into source energy. And I had a client that I didn't know because I started with my friends and people that I trusted. And this was one of the first people that I didn't know. And we were doing a Reiki session and I kept seeing this image of <clears throat> a baby. And I kept hearing the words, John. Oh. And I'm like, with this client, I'm like, he is with you all the time. He's baby. I don't know if it's his baby or he's going to have a baby, but it's John. And he wants you to know that you're not alone, especially in these darker moments. Mm. And she started crying John was her brother that crossed over when he was two months old. Hmm. Oh my gosh. Oh, wow. And that was one of the first times that a spirit from the other side had come through that I trusted was okay for me to relay that information. Wow. Okay. And she has been able to start talking with him and he is one of her biggest guides. But that oh. was a moment that I won't ever forget because yeah. I never, even in my mind, and as we were talking about numbers, I'm looking at my phone right now and it's 111, but <laughs> magical, but it is one of those moments that I won't ever forget because I didn't even understand the profoundness of that moment because I hadn't have, I didn't, I hadn't had people from the other side come in at that point. Yeah. So. so it was profound for her, but it was a first for you. So it was super memorable. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. And oh, cool. every time I work with someone, every time I do a reading, every time I do a session, I always receive a gift. If I'm working with animals or animals that have crossed over, it's one of, if not the most beautiful part of my job is I'm still learning. I will always be the teacher, the student and the messenger. So that's really cool. Yeah. What advice would you give to someone who wants to bring out their psychic abilities? One, I would say, yay, because we all have them and just wanting to kind of tune into that. In all sincerity, the world has been a yucky place for a while. And we've had some big challenges with wars across the globe. And we had a pandemic a few years ago that impacted every person on the earth. We've had some political things. We've had like the energy has been heavy for a while. And there's been some tough things that people have been dealing with. So my advice to anybody that is wanting to tune in and tap in is, oh my goodness, please. We need your love. We need your light. We need 
you to help raise this vibration and frequency that we're all occupying. And if you have any questions, there are so many beautiful people out there that can help and answer. But anybody that is feeling that call, please, you are so needed. Yeah, that's awesome. I know as a massage therapist, I know how important it is for me to protect my energy when I'm in that space with someone. How do you do it? I'm sure that it's even trickier when it comes to tapping into that other dimension. Yes. How do you protect your energy? I I am so glad that you brought that up because I think that as a society, we do a great job with our taking care of our physical bodies. We eat food to nourish ourselves. Most of us are blessed to have a roof over our heads, food to eat. We shower, we clean, we go to work, we do our things with our physical body. What we suck at is taking care of our energetic body. And energetic hygiene is so needed because there are a lot of people walking around that are empaths and If anybody isn't familiar with that term, being empathic means that you can pick up on the feelings of other people. And when someone says, you're like, hey, are you okay? And they're like, yeah, I'm fine. Why? What's going on? And you're like, "Mm, no, you're not. (laughs) Like, what's going on? And that goes up through varying degrees of if I have a client, like I am now if someone comes in and all of a sudden I get a pain in my left knee and I'm like, Oh my God, like, I know that's not mine because my Mm -hmm. knees are okay. I will look at my client and I'm like, okay, what's going on with your left knee? Because I just got a horrible pain in it. And they'll say, I'm supposed to have a knee replacement in a month. So being an empath can go in varying degrees, but When you are not only dealing with your own stuff, but other people's stuff, it's really important to protect your energy. And it took me a long time to even get to the point where I knew what my stuff was. Like I use the analogy with people of we have this bowl of light. And as we go through our life, we pick up these stones and we put them in our bowl then if you're an empath, you're putting other people's stones in your bowl too. And we get to that point of, Hey, you know what? I'm going to start taking some of these stones out because I need to create space for my blessings to come in. I don't have any room. And one of the biggest ways to do that is by protecting your energy. So you'll see me a lot with smoke is a really easy way. Most people are familiar with sage as a way to clear energy from a space. I do ask if people are using sage, please make sure that it is ethically sourced because it is Mm -hmm. getting to the point where it's being overused. Palo Santo is another really beautiful way to clear, but sometimes we're in places that we can't light something on fire. Right. <laughs> like we're at work or can, we can't light stuff on fire. Yeah. So Archangel Michael is really good. Um, he is known as the warrior of God. He is the protector. So before I start any sessions, before I get out of bed in the morning, I 
say what I'm grateful for. And then I ask Archangel Michael to be with me throughout the day, protect me from anything that is not for my highest and greatest good. And that's a great way because like I said, you're going to be in situations where incense or sage or Palo Santo aren't an option, but we can always call, we can always call on Archangel Michael to help us with that. Awesome. You want to know my method? Yes, I I would love to. (laughs) Mine's a lot more elaborate, but that's a really easy one to start with. Yeah. So mine is like visualization. I'll imagine that I'm in a bubble before I go in and get my massage and then they can't penetrate my bubble. And then a lot of times after the massage, I'll just like flick off their energy into the ground um, and I'll wash my hands with cold water to de magnetize or not magnetize. Yes. Yep. That's beautiful. Not a lot of people realize that literally the act of, especially when you're working with your hands, The act of washing your hands with water, especially the element of water is really powerful in moving energy. So we forget about those of us on the esoteric side all the time, forget about the little nice physical hacks that are really simple. Wash your freaking hands. So that's awesome. Thank you for exactly. (laughs) Thank you for sharing that. That's awesome. Yeah. Okay, let's switch to a little bit more businessy kind of questions. Mm-hmm. What is the book or books that you've given most as a gift or that have affected you most deeply? Mm, I love that. As far as giving books as gifts, I am all over the place. So it depends on what resonates for the person. Mm-hmm. But I will say personally, some books that have had a huge impact on my life. Like I mentioned earlier in the interview, when I was reawakening and things started clicking and making sense, there is a book called Many Lives, Many Masters. And I am a science geek at heart. Like I was a biochem major for three years. I like, I, I seek answers for things that I don't understand. And this book was written by a psychiatrist that was having sessions with a client and the client started slipping into a past life. And the psychiatrist didn't even recognize what was going on. And it talks about his journey of trying to wrap his head around something that he thought was complete BS Mm. and didn't believe in at all. But this client helped make him a believer that it might not be that we're one and done. We may have been taught. So that light or that book was huge as far as it was one of the first things that resonated with me. There was also a book back in the day called The Celestine Prophecy that was really good. And of course, I don't know the authors, but if you type up your notes for the podcast, it's Many Lives, Many Masters. I think that's Brian Weiss. And The Celestine Prophecy was another one. And these are old school books. I'll look them up and link them. Yeah. Yeah. Awesome. All right. What purchase of $100 or less has most positively impacted your life recently? So my wife will attest to this. I love rocks and stones and I am constantly buying crystals. Oh yeah. I love me some crystals. 
So it is always a treat when I give myself that pleasure of really resonating with a stone. And that's also one of the things that I love about crystals is you can go as cheap as a dollar, or if you have thousands to spend, you can spend thousands of dollars. But I got a really cool, I've been tapping into crystals that are in the shape of spheres and that the shape of the stone that you're working with has an impact on how its energy comes out and spheres will fill up an entire room. And I like that. I've been working with spheres lately. Yeah. That's a great question. Is that what the the psychics from the carnivals and stuff are? Those aren't crystals though, are they? Some of them are actually like clear quartz crystal balls. So when you see like the, yeah, like it really will, you can literally put that in the middle of your space, the middle of your home, if it's your kitchen and it will just, it's called an energetic Taurus. So here's where that little geeky Mm -hmm. stuff comes out and it goes and it makes a donut. So it makes this donut shape and it just keeps Mm -hmm. getting bigger and bigger and it fills the space. So yeah, it's really cool stuff. Oh, cool. What would you say one of the best investments you've ever made is in one of those crystals maybe, or no? (laughs) In all sincerity, I am one of those people that, and I think a lot of us are like this. It's where we're much more comfortable buying things for others or investing in others than we are Mm. in ourselves. And one of the most profound things that I have done is invest in myself and take courses that literally have changed my life. Nice. Yeah. So can you think of one off the top of your head that made the biggest difference? Yes. I'm actually in my second round. One of my mentors is Dakota Walker and she is a Celtic shaman and her business is called Gaia School of Wisdom. And it's a year long mentorship on the Celtic wheel of the year. And I'm learning about the medicine wheel. And after the first year, I'm like, there's so much. I'm like, I'm going to do another round. Mm. And I also work with a beautiful spirit that is, she works with the galactic realm and like planetary stuff. And she also has a marketing background and I'm taking a class with her called radiance, which is really tapping into like, you'll hear people talk about 3d, like we're in a 3d world right now. And as we increase our vibration, we go into 5d and it's really tapping into that and realizing the energy of your business, realizing the energy of your offerings, the energy of your words that you're typing to describe your things and tapping into that. So the Celtic wheel of the year, the medicine wheel and the radiance program have shifted me in ways that I'm constantly blown away by. Nice. Tell me, what are you doing with your business? I know you sell things at the humble crate, but what else Mm -hmm. is there to your business? So thank you for asking. What I am doing is I am like, you'll hear a lot of people have a brick and mortar place where they practice. A lot of people are online entrepreneurs, especially since the COVID pandemic. I am a hybrid. So I offer services that can be done in person or 
we can do them because energy work is in the quantum. So I do Reiki sessions. I do, I work with people and I work with animals. I'm an animal communicator and I do sound bath healings with crystal bowls and meditations. Mm -hmm. And those are some of the service side of what I provide, but it, at the heart of it all in this incarnation, in this life, I am a teacher. Okay. My background is in child development. I love the littles. I ran preschools for 25 years and started off as a teacher and ended up helping teach the trainers to teach these little beings that have been on the planet for less than five years. So I have a lot of courses that I offer and work with kind of what I call like the spiritual newbies, the people that are just opening up, the people that are just realizing, hey, you know what? I think that there's something bigger to this. And I'd really like to learn more and have developed classes and courses around that to support people in their journey. Awesome. Where do you see the trajectory of your business going? I see at first I thought I really want to be nomadic and I want a hundred percent. I want to be able to work from anywhere, but I'm finding that there is a different connection when you are in person with people. So one of the things that is being calling to me is to actually start doing retreats for people mm. where instead of you know, and there's so much benefit to classes. And some of my courses are seven weeks long where we meet once a week. But when you can immerse with other people fully and completely for a long weekend or a week where you are together the whole time, mm -hmm. the magic that can come from that, the transformation that can come from that is just otherworldly. And I am going to start putting that together and actually started creating spaces where we not only are together for classes, but we eat together and we prepare mm -hmm. meals together and we sleep under the stars together and stuff like that. Sounds wonderful. Can you hear me? Janice, can you talk to see? Yes, we can hear you. She's back. No shit. She made it. Uh Good. Hi. <laughs> I, I've been listening and I've re-entered three times. Oh. It's like. How have we been doing? Well, you've been doing great. Hi. And there's one question here that we have for you. And I don't think you asked yet that I need to ask myself right now. When okay. you're feeling overwhelmed or unfocused, what do you do? Because I was just feeling so. Yes. And Janice, thank you for that. Because. <laughs> There are so many people that, that we are walking around and they're like, yeah, I, we have these, these moments of anxiety and we have these moments of overwhelm and we have these moments of fear. And one of the things that I try to help my clients understand is, you know, these moments don't define us. So I may have an anxious moment, but I will not claim out loud, I have anxiety. I have an anxious moment. I may have a hell of a lot of anxious moments back to back, but 
in those moments, I know one of the easiest ways, and I love giving people ideas that are absolutely free. And one of the easiest ways to come out of, so when we're in that state of overwhelm, <laughs> we're in that state of crazy and our hearts pounding, that that's associated with our nervous system. And in our nervous system, we have, it's called parasympathetic. That's when we get in that fight or flight mode. When we start feeling that okay. flutter in our chest, we start to sweat, we get that lump in our throat and we want to get back into sympathetic, which is that calm state that we're usually in. And one of the easiest ways that we can do that is actually with our breath. Breathing exercises. Um, and it's free. We all breathe. We all do it. And it's just being intentional with yeah. it. If you think yeah. about it, what did our grandmas and our parents do? If you heard somebody was having like a panic attack, they gave you a bag to breathe in, like a little paper bag to breathe here, breathe in this, or you, you cover your face and breathe like in. So our breath has always been associated okay. with this, but one way that will calm your heart rate down is whatever. So we pick a number, let's say the number is three on our inhale through our nose. We're going to breathe in one, two, three, and we're going to fill up our lungs and we're going to fill up our bellies and we're going to double the exhale. So when we exhale, we're going to exhale for six. So one, two, three, four, five, six. Yes. <laughs> so whatever number we pick, That's interesting. if we and inhale yeah, for two, we exhale for four. Our heart rate naturally increases when we breathe in. Okay. It naturally starts okay. to slow down. Yeah. Like it does. <laughs> like our heart rate doubles when we, or it slows down when we exhale. So if we can double that, it makes perfect sense. That is a way that it's and. We can do that no matter where we are. We can do that at work. We can go into the bathroom. We can do that at home. If we're driving and it feels safe, like we can still pay attention to the road and breathe. And if we are in that anxious yeah. state, it's probably a good idea if you can pull off as soon as you can anyway. But that's a really easy way. Mm -hmm. The other hack is get outside in your bare feet and touch the earth just grounding with the earth. There's science behind it. There's metaphysics behind it. There's a resonance that comes off of the earth. And what I like to do is just start at the top of my head and kind of picture a plug cool. in my feet. And just, it's like whatever sludge is in my body, yeah. it just drains out my feet and then give it to the earth. Oh, I like that visualization. Yeah. I'm a big visual girl. What is your proudest accomplishment? My proudest accomplishment as far as my spirituality and business is, I would say, actually listening that this is what I was supposed to do. Listening the day that you opened your shop and going over and starting this company, listening Three years later, when I was working another full-time job and I was miserable because it wasn't soul aligned. It wasn't what I was supposed to be doing and having the courage to actually jump off the cliff 
and do this stuff full time. I am incredibly proud of that. Oh, horrifying. (laughs) But just, yeah, like one of my life lessons is surrender and trust. And I hear that in a lot of people that I work with. It's surrendering to what we are here to do and trusting that we will be supported when we do it. Where do you see yourself in five years? That's a great question. I would love, you know what? No, I'm not even going to say would. I see myself in five years having a mentorship that is both online and in person. The mentorship that Michelle asked about earlier that I'm a part of, that's a year long program. Okay. Um, So you would be the mentor? Yes. I see my thousands and thousands and thousands of people and thousands and thousands of animals. I see myself aiding that space where people not only heal, but thrive. And I see myself as a candle that helps to light everybody else's candles so they can in turn light someone else's candle. And that ripple effect will continue. Yeah, that's amazing. Shelly, you have a podcast also, right? Tell us about that. Oh, thank you. I do. When I started this company, it was like, for me, I was going to keep everything as simple as I could. Everything that I have, all of my social medias, my podcast, everything is called the Positive Spirit Company. (laughs) And you'll see it's the Positive Spirit CO. And that was actually one of my ways of dipping my foot in the pool and getting my voice out there, but not necessarily putting myself in front of people physically and, but still using my voice. So it was a huge part of my actual spiritual journey was this podcast and getting it started to the point where it helped me grow confidently by interviewing these amazing people that are helping shift and shape and creating these beautiful spaces and vibrating with them during our conversations. So yeah, it's, and then that morphed into me doing some solo episodes. Once I got more confident that I was like, okay, I think that I can hold this space on my own. And I recorded some solo episodes. I will say that once I left my old job and started. So April of this year is when I went with the positive spirit company full-time. I decided to pause recordings so I could focus on launching my website, launching my business, Mm -hmm. launching my offerings. And I believe in the synchronicity of you guys asking that question because I just looked at my wife this weekend and was like, I'm ready to start recording shows again. (laughs) Like I've been feeling it kind of bubble for a while and it's, oh yeah, I'm ready. Like I'm so excited to start doing that again. Yeah. But you have a great voice for it. (laughs) Hey, Shelly, I heard that you have a book that's out. Can you tell us about this new book? Yes. Yay. Thank you for asking. (laughs) So this book, again, we just talked about how things have unfolded in my journey. So it was in the podcast first. And 
finding my authentic voice and getting practice with that. And then soon after I heard from spirit and a couple psychics that I work with and I'm friends with. And they're like, like you have a couple books inside of you. And I'm like, we all have books inside of us, but do we ever really write them? <laughs> do we ever really do that? And it started again, that bubbling that just comes more and more to the surface. And I am an animal communicator and I work with animals very closely. And one of the things as I started percolating this book idea was I'm like, oh, you know what? I'm a really good like pantry cook. And I can throw together a meal with stuff that's just in your house. And that's what my book is going to be about. And every time I would meditate, every time I would be walking outside, I kept hearing animals. And I'm like, nope, I can throw together noodles with something else you wouldn't expect. And it just kept coming back to animals. And so what I did one day is I said, all right, angels and guides, if I am supposed to write a book about animals, which is terrifying to me, when I go on this walk, I want to find a black feather. And that's, I like got in the weeds with it. Like I want a black feather during this walk today. And that's how I'm going to know that I'm supposed to write this book about animals and I will be open and receive. So I take, and this is actually at the beginning in my book, I tell this story okay. and I take our dogs for a little walk and we were up at the lake and we couldn't go down to the beach because of, they had just stocked the lake with fish. And when they do that, a lot of the little ones don't make it and they wash up on the shore. Um, and I have a pug Betty that likes to roll in dead stuff. So I'm like, oh crap, we're not going down there. So we were diverted over this little bridge that goes into a grove of walnut trees that I typically don't walk over by that space. And so we're walking and it's like 6.30 in the morning. So the lake is quiet. The fish are jumping. There's mist coming off of it. I'm having this little moment. And out of the corner of my eye, I see Betty sniffing something and I'm like, oh shit. A dog carried a fish over and she's about to drop on it and roll on it. Oh no. So I like snap out of my little Zen moment and I run over and I'll be damned if that dog is not sniffing a black feather. Oh, and wow. I that's, that's awesome. burst into tears. Yeah. So that's when I was like, okay. One, thank you for listening. Whoever's <laughs> up there listening. So I decided to write a book on spirit animals and how we all have an animal that is with us when we're born. That is one of our guides. And I talk a little bit about totem animals, but it's with indigenous people. They refer to it as a totem we refer to it as a spirit animal. So I touch on totems, but out of respect for the cultural aspects of it, I don't get in the weeds about it because I'm not an expert that way. But what I really wanted people to realize is that we have animal messengers that cross our path all the time and we don't pay attention. And so that's really what I focused on were the messengers and then as I was like, okay, I can do this. I can actually write this book on animals. 
and I'm writing about how synchronicities happen and what different animals mean. The teacher in me is, okay, what can I add as, as a teacher? We use visual aids. We use auditory aids. We use things. And mm -hmm. I kept hearing stories, so not thinking that I would get anybody to respond. I reached out to some, I just put a post on Facebook and said, look, I'm writing this book and totally vulnerable. I'm writing this book. And if anybody has a story that they would like to share that I could put in my book of when an animal has supported you, I would be profoundly grateful. And I thought, I'm not going to get anybody. These people are going to think I'm crazy. And I was blown away by the people that reached out and trusted me with these stories. So this book started out as being educational. And for me personally, it morphed into, I became a keeper of people's stories. I became someone that wrote them down and shared them in written form, which is different than a podcast, which is in auditory form, that these things will live on forever. This tribute will live on forever of how these animals supported people. Right now, the book is on Amazon. And I can shoot you guys a link because it's easier just to link it. Yeah. What's the name of it? It's called When Animals Speak, True Stories and Magic from the Animal Kingdom. Oh, wonderful. And it's really, like I said, the stories take it to the next level. Oh yeah. Stories are powerful. So, yes. It's in ebook form right now. So okay. I will be doing, that's the other thing that this year has come up is to actually get that in paperback form Okay, because more and more people are asking and I'm like, okay, like I'm ready to stretch out of my comfort zone and oh, that would be wonderful. There you go. See like that stuff like that. Janice, thank you um, <laughs> for that confirmation. Because it is scary. It's to put something out there, but then it's still in the ether because it's an electronic book. But then when you have the words and you have something tangible, that's a bigger expansion. So thank you for that confirmation. That's what I'm supposed to do. I love that. Thank you. Okay. Awesome. I think we got, I think we did a good job. I think you were wonderful, Shelly. Oh, guys, thank you so much. Thank I you. appreciate it. Thank you for listening to Cosmos and Commerce. If you would like to be a guest, you can email Janice and I at guest at cosmosandcommerce.com. Thank you very much. There we go. Oh, thank you, Shelly.